0: I'll come back to Torah, Imach, and Women's Initiative. My name is Michal Horowitz, and today we'll continue our study of Sefer Shoftim. We're up to Parag Zion. Zion is about a very miraculous victory and a defeat of the Midianites by the Israelites under the leadership of Gidon. Very, very uh, amazing war with only 300 Jewish soldiers against many Midianite soldiers and quite a miraculous victory. The parak begins, parak Zion Pesach. I have lots of details in the parak, so we're uh, going to do what we can in the time that we have. So Yerubal, who was Gidon, and all the people who were with him, arose early and they camped at Harod. What is is Stein Totz Nevi'im, a spring at the foot of Mount Gilboa. Near the town of Gidona, along the ancient road that ran from Gaza to Damascus through Beit Sha'an. So, this is where Gidon and his army was camped. Umachna Mijan Hayalomitzaphon, and the camp of the Midianites was to his north. Migivet Hamora Be'emek, by Givet Mora in the valley. What is Givet Mora? It is this mountain which rises to a height of 500 meters, is located between Har Gilboa and Har Tabor, which we know from the story of Dvar and Barak. Approximately 8 kilometers north of Ein Charad. Okay, So the Jewish camp is at Ein Harad. 8 kilometers north of Ein Harad is Givat Moreh, where the enemy is camped. And Hashem says something very interesting to Gidon at the beginning of this war. Vayom HaShem Gidon, Rav you might think Hashem would say, you don't have enough soldiers. Hashem comes to Gideon and he says, you have too many soldiers. I cannot give Mijan into your hands with such a vast army. Why not? Pen yispa'er ala yisraeli maryadi hoshiali. Hashem says, you have too many soldiers. If you have so many soldiers, the soldiers are going to think, they're going to think they won this war. You need need to discharge. Send back home some of your soldiers so that you will know that I, Hashem, won this war. Because if you have so many soldiers and you win, they will glorify themselves over me, Kaviach, and they will say, my hand. Brought us this salvation. It reminded me of the pasuk from Zechariah, Perek pasuk Vav. Lo Bikhail, ki im amar Hashem Tzavakos. Not with a vast army, and not with vast physical strength, rather with my spirit, says Hashem Tzavakos. So it's very interesting. Instead of telling him to mask the call up, he says, you need to send your soldiers home. And Hashem says to Gidon, call in the ears of the nation, saying, whoever is afraid should go home. How many went home? 22,000 soldiers on that day went home. Hashem said, we still have too many soldiers. We're going to do another test. There's still too many. You still have too many soldiers. Now we're going to do a test by a stream of water. Very, very interesting test by a stream of water. Listen to this. It's extremely interesting. I will refine your army for you there. The ones that... I will tell you, shall go with you, will go with you. And anyone that I say this one will not go with you, he will not go. So Gidon takes the nation down to a stream of water. And Stein notes, Ein Charod is not a large spring, but it was sufficient for the warrior's needs. And Hashem says to Gidon a very interesting test. Very interesting, anyone who laps, who drinks, who licks with his tongue from the water like a dog laps, you will set him aside by himself and anyone who kneels on his knees to drink. What does this mean? Let's continue and you'll see. The number of those who lapped the water first into their hands and then to drink was 300 men. The rest of the people kneeled on their knees to drink water. So this was a test. How would they drink water? Would they kneel on their knees and drink directly from the stream like a dog laps up water? Or would they use their hands to scoop up the water into their hands and then drink from their hands. How many drank from their hands? 300 men and the rest of them kneeled. And Hashem said to Gidon, And Hashem says to Gidon, The 300 men who lapped them, I will save you. The ones who kneeled on their knees to drink directly from the water, you should send them home. This is a very interesting test. So I'll tell you what Rashi says. Rashi says to Pusuk, Hey, Tatsigo lo yelchu imach. Anyone who laps directly from the water like a dog, set them aside on their own. They are not going to help you because they are not going with you. <laughs> ah, why? Because anyone who kneels on their knees to drink the water, this shows us that they are accustomed to kneeling on their knees and bowing down before avodazarah. zara. So, the test was to see which soldiers have been faithful to Hashem, those who do not bend down on their knees to drink directly from the water. I know they are not of the Avodazara. That remains with 300 men in his army. So, he actually has now a very small army, which is actually what Hashem wants. The Staijos Navim gives a different reason than Rashi, which also is very interesting and very sensible as well. And he writes that others suggest that although kneeling is the most effective and natural way to drink, one who acts in this matter exposes himself to danger. When his head is down in the river or the stream, it's difficult for him to rise and react quickly to sudden danger. Those who lapped the water while upright, meaning they used their hands, demonstrated constant alertness. They were ready to respond to a call of battle, even while they were drinking. This is an indication they were better qualified to do battle with the Midianites. Despite any fears, their vigilance while drinking water indicates they have experience with stressful and dangerous conditions, and therefore they're better suited to withstand the rigors of battle. So two reasons, one Rashi and one here from the Steins of as to why those who drank with their hands and did not kneel on their knees to lap directly were the soldiers. How many soldiers are left? 300 soldiers are left. And that night, Hashem says to Gidon, get up, go down to the camp. I have given them into your hands. Gidon that night hears an interesting exchange between two soldiers in the Midianite camp. And one says to the other, he explains a dream that he had. And when Gidon hears this dream related by one Midianite soldier to the other, he understands that Midian would fall. And therefore, and I'm in Pashuk Tezvab now. When Gidon heard about this dream and the interpretation of the dream, he bowed down and he returned to the tent, of the camp of Israel. And he says, "Kumu, get up, because Hashem has given them in your hand, and the hands of the camp of Midian will be given into our hands." He divides the 300 men, now he's going to go to battle strategy, we're up to Pasuk Tazayin. So remember, now he knows that they are going to win. He divides the 300 men into three, three columns, and it's, there's not a lot of soldiers here, it's a small amount of soldiers, and he gives them their ammunition. What is their ammunition? shofaros kulam, each soldier gets a shofar, the kadim reikim and empty jugs vilapidim besoch kadim and a flame, a torch, inside of the empty jug. And he says, that's how we're going to work. We're going with shofaros. We're going with the shofar, with the ram's horn. We're going with empty jugs. And we're going with a flame, a torch. And he says, Follow me. What I say we shall do, you should do. So Gideon begins with 100 men who were with him at the edge of the camp. And they attack Midian at the time of the changing of the guards. And this is significant because at the time of the changing of the guards, the Midianite army was in a state of, um, in those few moments, not a state of preparedness for the battle. That's exactly when they attack. And what do they do? Following Gidon's lead. The three companies sound their shofar. And they smash the jugs. In their left hand, they're holding the torch, the flame. and their right hand, they have the shofar to blast. Today, the mantra of the war. I hope by the time you hear this, the war will be over. I Shalom, arts, with Simchas The with the ultimate guru That everywhere you go today in Eretz so I mentioned we just came back from a trip. You see, Biachen and Netzach everywhere. It's in the supermarkets. It's on the buses. It's on the highway signs. What was the battle cry of Gidon's war? Where was it? Where am I? after I lost my pace for a second. Pasulchav, vayikru charav laHashem v'leGidon a sword for Hashem and for Gidon. That's the battle cry. So at the same time, all 300 men blast the trumpets and they smash the jugs and they're holding torches and flames. It's at night. It's a time of the changing of the guards in the Midianite camp. And the Midianites become so confounded and confused and afraid. They start killing each other with their swords because it's a complete panic. Nobody knows what's going on, but they hear these trumpets blasting and jugs are smashing they don't know it's jugs they just hear loud noises they hear loud blast, and they see the enemy coming and the enemy is all aflame because 300 men are coming with torches are coming with these flames and the people in the Midianite camp pat in the midgenite camp pan in the midgenite camp panic and they flee many are killed then they gidon mobilizes more men. I shouldn't say gidon mobilizes, but they run away. The enemy runs away. So it's telling you where they run. The men they flee to Beit Shita. From there to say Ras. And from there to the border of Adal Mechola by Tabat. That's where they run away to. So what happens is, Israel now comes to the, the um, assistance, if you will. The war has been won. The enemy is fleeing. Many have been killed. But in Pasachet Gimel, we're told we're that men mobilized from Naphtali, from Asher, from al Manasha, And they chased after the Midianites. Wow, and Gidon says messengers to the entire Haraphraim. and he says, go down, meet the Midianites. So in other words, it's a decisive victory for all of Israel over the Midianite army. Ultimately, at the end of the parak, we are told that two Sarai Midian were captured. By could do Shnei Sarai Midian, Es the s Za'ev, interesting names. During the battle, two officers of Midian, two princes, two dignitaries, two important officers or people of Midjan were captured. Their names are O-Rave and Za'ave. Now, if you think these sound like animals... You're correct. We meet the Orev all the way back in Bereshus in the time of Noach. And Ze'ev is a wolf. And Orev is translated as a raven, a kind of bird. And Ze'ev is a wolf. This is what their names are. Was it actually their names? Or was it nicknames? This is how they were known. The Yahargu Orev, but Sur Orev. The As Hargu be Yaakov And the Israelites killed Orev and Sur Orev. And they killed Ze'ev and Yaakov Ze'ev. The midjam. It's a decisive battle, and they continue pursuing the Midianites to the direction of Midian. And they brought the head of O'Rave and Zaev to Gidon across the Yardane. Signs of the notes after Gidon routed the main camp of Midian to the Israel Valley, and the Midianites fled across the Yardane River, he and his men continued to chase them. While others killed their military leaders. Kidon's aim was not to stop the Midianites' flight, but to inflict upon them as many casualties as possible. Therefore, he remained across the Yardin in the direction where the Midianites were fleeing because he realized they might have to re-engage in battle. The skulls of the princes, the officers who had been captured and killed by Israel, were sent to him there. This this parrot really reminds me of the Six-Day War the decisive victory of a small number of uh, Jewish IDF soldiers, Baruch Hashem, against a vast number of enemies who amassed on our border. In such a decisive victory in only six days, not only did Israel win the war and defend themselves, but they reconquered, Baruch Hashem, large portions of territory just like we see here. Once again we see how timeless our Torah is, how amazing Tanakh is and how this is truly the story not only of the ancient Israelite nation, but our story today of Am Israel and Eretz Yisrael, Medina, Israel. Thank you for studying together, Lulu and Nishamot Imotenu Hayakarot, Esther Oppenheimer Laal and Sarah Shanker Sham. Each deeply devoted and proud to transmit their family's Torah legacy to the next generations. we'll Hashem, we will continue tomorrow, have a wonderful day. Thank you to all.